0: You are locked and loaded to another episode of Money Mail from keepthechange.co.nz. Thank you for tuning in. Week number 43 this week, we are sticking with the influencer theme. The subject was revealed. Another week not being an influencer. What would all like to be, surely. Maybe we've got uh, different aspirations. But the email goes on to say, it's been a crazy week, Luke. Still no HelloFresh discount, but we did nail a 4.3 second 7 sharp appearance. If you missed it, I'm sure you didn't, you can check the story out here. There was a link to a YouTube video so that you could have a look at it. Uh, This is week 43 if you did want to take a look. In Money Mail 30 we talked about the $100 challenge, and this $100 coffee was inspired by that. There is a good chance that if I didn't write that content and get inspired by some of the stories you all sent back in, I may not have been triggered to practice what I preach. So thank you. Why wait to be rich before being a giver? I've used this, I've used the time I'd set aside for promoting my HelloFresh discount code to instead dig deeper into dollar cost averaging. Remember we spoke about this in week number 42, DCA, dollar cost averaging. Humans seem to be so obsessed with getting the best price and buying at the perfect time, when realistically... We only know these things with the benefit of hindsight. Averaging in can be a really handy way to avoid the ups and downs of financial markets. In the five-figure formula, we discussed using something like an auto-investing feature through Sharesies, firstly setting up an automatic payment to Sharesies or whatever it is that you use. This is the simplest way to put dollar-cost averaging into practice. Each week, your DIY order is buying you shares in the funds you selected when setting up Your DIY order. It will buy at the market price of that day, again helping you to achieve a more average cost for the shares funds that you want to buy into. When I first started investing, the fee to buy shares was quite fixed with the platform I used. So I would have to wait and save up until I had enough money to invest to make the fee worthwhile. That's not the case anymore with the the likes of Sharesies and Hatch. I couldn't dollar cost average because I had to wait until I had the right amount of money. This meant that I was buying at the price available when I had the money saved up. It was often frustrating as the price had moved from when I had decided to buy compared to when I could afford to buy. With this virus hanging around, markets are volatile. So this is a concept to really understand. Of course, you need to understand what fees you are paying each time you invest too because those fees eat into the gains that you make. Hopefully you're making gains. Make sure that you understand the fee structure of the investment platform you're using. I found this really good article explaining dollar cost averaging with worked examples and numbers. And there was a link in week number 43 to a website full.com and under the investing section there is a dollar cost averaging what investors need to know article and it goes right into depth with dollar cost averaging. Hey Luke, remember taking action is always better than talking about taking action. Have a bloody good Level 1 weekend, surely. I think we were just about to uh, exit one of the lockdowns that we were in in Auckland. Some of you that are outside of the O9 wouldn't have experienced that, but that's all good. Thanks for reading, Luke. P.S. You're one of 3,002 recipients. We cracked the 3K. Thanks for the support. 97,000 to go. That's uh, part of the goal, is to have 100,000 readers and listeners across the country, which is quite a few people, Uh, but a goal that I set for myself, because I think it's important to set goals, and we're only 3% of the way there at this stage, at week number 43, so still plenty of uh, work to go. Did you know, a huge number of Americans were given $1,200 stimulus check, which is money paid direct to them, to then spend in the economy, they do that to basically encourage you to spend it, which will then stimulate the economy to keep the economy moving, and the velocity of money which is the time of the amount of times that the money's flowing through the economy from one person to the other so basically you're sitting at home and you check your bank account and you've got 1200 bucks in there while some people put it in bitcoin today that 1200 bucks is worth $10,000 so no lie people in america got this $1200 allowance as such or stimulus check it was called and instead of spending it they didn't really need to because they, uh, they didn't need the money or it uh, wasn't for an emergency or anything. Obviously everybody is in different situations financially and some of these people decided that they were going to uh, put it into Bitcoin. You can actually see there was a chart that I was looking at which showed the number of people that had put uh, the exact amount of $1,200 into Bitcoin and you could see that it uh, spiked on the day that the stimulus checks were sent out to people And some of those people, they had uh, nearly a five times return on their investment because their $1,200 was now worth $10,000. So um, not what everyone was doing, but just something that I come across when I was reading up on money and looking at some Bitcoin stats and cryptocurrency and different things. And I thought, oh, that would be of interest to some of you. But back to the email, more about dollar cost averaging and just understanding it because I do think it is a important concept for people to understand and we went pretty in depth into it uh, the email before in week number 42 but if you didn't go and have a look online around dollar cost averaging and just getting your head around it I think it's well worth doing because we're all doing it in some way shape or form throughout KiwiSaver and things like that but if you're also um, buying consistently into shares through the likes of Sharesies or whatever it is that you're using to invest, then you want to understand what the fees are that you're paying so that you're not potentially getting stung by, um, say, like a a consistent fee each time that you purchase, for instance. Like they've all got, all those platforms have different cost structures. So you should try and find one that matches the frequency at which you invest so that you are are getting better bang for your buck as such and I don't have uh, in-depth knowledge of each platform and each platform's cost of fees and I know that that will change so there'd be no point in me trying to provide examples around that because um, as they compete and change their fee pricing then you'll potentially have a different platform to use or um, a different way to go about it but basically when i was first investing myself i would have to it was probably only like you needed about 5 grand of a share before it sort of made it worthwhile because you were paying a like a baseline fee of about $30 plus a percentage of the transaction and that's why buying shares was like a little bit out of reach for a lot of people cuz a you needed to stack a fair bit of coin to be able to do it first and Say you wanted to invest $100, you were like, well, why would I invest $100 if I'm going to have to pay a $30 fee when I buy this and then sell it? You, know, you need it to increase by 60% before you're even going to break even. But fortunately, fractional share ownership has come in, which has changed that, and now people are able to buy shares just about every day or every day that the markets are open if they want to. Um, but that's also come with different cost structures and things like that, which have made it more accessible. But you should always be aware of the fees that you are paying whenever you're investing, whether that be with large sums or small sums, or even with your KiwiSaver, because ultimately those costs eat into what we call margin, and that is the money that ends up back in your pocket. So always be aware of those little costs, just like clients that we work with for Next Advisory in the business space, they are always analysing, okay, what costs are creeping in as part of a cost of being in business that are eating into my margin. So it might be credit card fees or bank fees, uh, shipping rates, fuel changing, all those types of things. They're all costs that people have to keep an eye on. It's no different for you guys as well. So be careful of those things that are eating into your margin. And remember that that might seem like a small amount at the time, but compounding over time, perhaps it is a large cost to you. All right, that was week number... 43 done thank you for tuning in as always if you'd like to share this with somebody go and do that whether it's the written copy or the audio copy i would appreciate it we'll see you in week number 44